There is no growth in comfort and no comfort in growth. Business today typically values and promotes leaders for their subject expertise. Leaders who have command of the details and execute based on knowledge and experience are highly respected. However, to grow as a leader, you have to get out of your comfort zone. That means learning to lead without just being the expert. Learn to gain the trust and respect of a team that might know more than you do. Get comfortable with ambiguity and with not having all the information. Develop the skills and confidence to lead in a different way. Welcome to Out of the Comfort Zone. Today I want to talk about corporate social responsibility, corporate sustainability, environmental sustainability. Now, lots of companies are focused on these these days, and they've become a bit of the buzzword for a host of reasons. One, it's about the community, and two, we're seeing that millennials are really choosing to work for companies that care about the greater picture, not just the bottom line results. But the point of today is, so what do we mean by corporate social responsibility anyway, and how can you be more sustainable without breaking the bank along the way? Why does it matter? And if you're just an individual leader as well, what can you do even if your corporation doesn't have a big program or a big budget? So with me today is Jennifer Dolan. Jennifer is with Ledvance, which is a former part of Osram Sylvania. Um, She's the Manager of Sustainability and Environmental Affairs, where she oversees environmental sustainability, corporate social responsibility, and issues all related to recycling, greenhouse emissions, gas emissions, environmental regulation, and employee engagement. So she's been, was before this, 10 years with the EPA in the U.S., the Environmental Protection Association in the U.S. in Washington, D.C., and an early member of the Energy Star labeling team, which for those who don't know, is labeling of appliances around energy efficiency. So anyway, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wanda. Glad to be here. I am looking forward to this one. This is a topic that I think people are hearing a lot about, but we don't stop to think about what's the meaning, how should I be involved in it as an individual leader, how does it impact my employees, and so on. So that's what I want to talk about. But before we get started, um, obviously I know Ledvance, but it's a new name on the market. Can you just tell us a little bit about the company and what you do? Yes, it is a a new name, although most people might recognize our old name, which was Sylvania. We were part of Awesome Sylvania, and <clears throat> excuse me, we emerged from the general lighting business of Osram. We are headquartered in Massachusetts. We are global in scope. We have 9,000 employees in 120 companies. We're one of the world's leading general lighting providers for residential and commercial lighting. And we still use the brands Osram in most of the world and Sylvania in the U.S. and Canada. Okay. So uh, if I'm really pedantic about this, you make light bulbs. (laughs) Basically, we make light bulbs, yes. And luminaires. I know you make some pretty sophisticated light bulbs as well and put in lighting systems in all sorts of places. Is that still the case? That is still the case, yes. Okay. Cool. Um, And your light bulb now does a whole lot more than just provide light. So very exciting times. Indeed. Okay, cool. 
you can see why a company that does lighting has to also worry about some of the environmental issues and the gas emissions and so forth, especially for manufacturing companies. So, you know, for those of us who are new to this, what is corporate sustainability anyway, and what isn't it? (laughs) Good question. It's one of those terms that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It could mean different things to different types of businesses. Sometimes it gets a little hard to define, but at its core, it is about um, reducing a company's environmental footprint, taking actions to be a good corporate and community citizen, and operating ethically, as well as improving the workplace environment for employees. A lot of times you might hear environmental, social governance, the triple bottom line, people profit planet, those kinds of things. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, sustainability okay. isn't just about keeping a company running. So some people use sustainability as a sustainable company in one term might be sustainable, keeping the company going. That's not really what we're talking about here. Um, And we don't, and uh, sustainability or corporate social responsibility really is about doing things, taking action, incorporating values, not just trying to make a company look good in the media. Okay. All right. So it's about, I want to just repeat, it's about the environmental footprint it's about being a good corporate community citizen. It's about the environment you create for your employees, and it's about the ethical operations of the company in general. Is that a fair statement? That is a perfect statement. Okay. All right. Is there anything it is? Oh, so you said it isn't because it isn't about sustaining the business. It's about right. being the larger footprint of the company. Okay. Exactly. So, um, and you sort of answered is, you know, we often think about corporate sustainability as just being a good citizen in the community. So it isn't that. It's much bigger than that one. So give me some examples of the kind of things that companies are doing currently in this area. Um, happy to. There are lots of different, as I said before, there are lots of different components of sustainability. And each company might choose to focus on one particular area that is relevant to their core business. Some companies will have a global umbrella or a larger umbrella incorporating activities under all of those, the the, uh, social responsibility, community action, environmental responsibility. There are lots and lots of companies you could... Uh, spend tons of time reading about different um, actions, activities, a lot of the companies that you might recognize. You might actually see either advertisements or labeling on their products in their stores. Some that I came up with just to share with you, for example, on the environmental side, Patagonia has been around for more than 40 years. And most people think of them as an outdoor clothing company. They've stood for sustainability much longer um, than I think that the, cur- the term has been kicked around. One very clear action that they have taken is that they are the largest clothing repair facility in North America, and they encourage people to return their worn-out clothing for recycling or repurposing. Nike also will take sneakers back 
for recycling and repurposing. Um, Walmart, one of the largest companies in, um, in the U.S. and around the world, does quite a bit in the area of environmental sustainability. One of the things that they did in 2015 was to double their truck fleet efficiency, which reduced their transportation-related air pollution. Um, they went to more fuel-efficient trucks, including hybrids, um, and, uh, and they also collaborated with truck and component manufacturers to build better prototypes. So not just doing what they can on their own, they reached out to other companies. Um, on the social side, I think most people know CVS Health, CVS is a, you know, a pharmacy, their health division um, quit selling tobacco products. They were, more, they were very concerned about not only promoting good health, but, or advocating good health, but promoting it and encouraging people um, to quit smoking. They also backed up this move by offering smoking cessation programs, so taking those additional actions. There's a lot of things going on with human rights, um, and uh, let's see, Johnson & Johnson, for example, um, they have a detailed policy that incorporates um, a lot of human rights into what they do, and they push that down their supply chain to make sure that their partners in their business are uh, meeting their same values, and they will work with companies um, that, that have their, their same sustainability and social values. Um, we here in... Uh, in Ledvance, we, when we were part of Osram, Sylvania, we had a very robust program, and we did lots and lots of different things related to products, processes, policies. Now that we have been separated by Osram, um, from Osram, we're, we've continued some of those, but we're also relooking at how we do our, do things now that we're a separate company. So, We've, um, you know, actively looked at lots of different things within our company, and we're really rebuilding our own sustainability program, which is an exciting opportunity. And we're looking to lots of our customers, lots of our partners, to help us um, take better steps and solid okay. actions to improve our own sustainability. So, you know, a lot, I know a lot of the younger folks that I interact with, particularly in the States, know that Patagonia is sort of environmentally strong and they've got to have had a long reputation for this one. I don't know that people know all these others. So that Nike does recycling of shoes. I think we've heard that somewhere along the line. But, you know, we often accuse organizations like Walmart as being environmentally bad. I mean, you think about all the consumer packaging and all the waste and so on. So it's incredible to know that they're doing things like trying to double their truck fleet efficiency. And I know that whatever Walmart does, they push that down through their supply chain. So that matters as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me be a cynic for a minute. 
Okay. How can you tell that an organization is genuinely committed? So I get that there's an ad campaign that comes out from this. I get that there's, you know, everybody wants to know that they're working for a company that really does care about the environment. So how do we know that they're genuinely committed? That's an excellent question. Um, and in fact, not all organizations really are committed. They may, many Companies may say, we know this is important. We know that people um, are, are asking for it um, or asking that we incorporate some sort of activities. But in fact, as it turns out, um, only 2% of actions across uh, companies make it to the finish line. There's lots and lots of ideas. Um, Bain, the Bain Company came out with a report, and they identified five factors that contribute to successful sustainability initiatives. Most importantly is senior leadership support. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the companies that really do have that leadership support because it comes through in everything that they do. It's not just an ad campaign. And... Um, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Well, give me an example of what, uh, you know, a senior leader might do that shows that it comes through in everything. I mean, we always know for any major initiative, if the company is going to really stand behind it, the senior leadership has to not just talk, but walk the talk as well. So give me an example. Right. Well, excellent. um, There are some excellent examples out there. Apple. Uh, for example, has their CEO, Tim Cook, in 2014, he basically told his investors who were skeptical about climate change that they should just sell their shares because climate change was something that he was deeply committed to to reduce the companies and, and their customers' uh, greenhouse gas emissions, a global commitment. Tom's Shoes, if people recognize that name, uh, was founded by someone who saw how hard it was for children to grow up without shoes. And as a result, Tom's donates a pair of shoes to a child in need for every pair that is purchased. Tesla is another example. I think you know many people know Tesla as pushing the envelope for sustainability, for energy efficiency, so uh, electric vehicles. And Elon Musk, their founder, realized that he couldn't do things alone. He made his company's patents open to the public to encourage further development of the electric vehicle. So you start to see these leaders who are walking the walk and not just talking the talk. When you look at these examples and these companies, you know that they are truly dedicated to their core value of whatever it is, energy efficiency, electric vehicles, um, providing shoes to children. Okay. So, you know, some of these we've seen in the press, um, you know, certainly you see Tim Cook from Apple's commitment to this when, you know, he's come out for the Paris Climate Accord, um, willing to, you know, put his own word behind it. And I also think there was some announcement about putting money behind it. And Tom Shoes, you know, several people have known this about their social responsibility. So I get this for companies that have been 
in the game, environmental and corporate social responsibility for a long time. Um, but is everybody getting on the bandwagon? Do you think we're going to have most companies taking action? I think a lot of companies want to take action, and a lot of companies don't quite know what to do. And that's why you see those that have developed a real core strategy making some strides and being, you know, having success. I think a lot of companies know that this is important. It's important for their company, for their employees, for their customers, but really for them as a company to a, a core value. But they don't know what to do. Okay. And okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, many companies start that way, and then they have to look at what really is an organization's core sustainability value. Starting small, identifying one topic that really relates to the company's, um, you know, just what the company does, what the organization stands for, whether that's environmental or social or something else. And once you identify that, it's easy to create, you know, a, a bigger picture with action items that you can take to mm-hmm. to, you know, meet those goals that you might set for yourself related to that one topic. And I think a lot of companies, you know, know that they they want to do that, they kind of skip a few steps and jump straight to, oh, we should do this, we should do that without really creating that that strategy, the goals, metrics that they can measure, um, performance, key performance indicators, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. oftentimes one project might fall flat and then they put it on hold. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that companies really look at why they're doing something, what they really want to do, and how it fits in with what they as a company do day to day. So you can see when some component of this fits in with the brand value, for example, right, um, and the, and their interaction with the marketplace. Like if you take Walmart, for example, you know that one of their core competitive advantages is their distribution process. So right. working on their distribution chain to reduce um, environmental impact makes a lot of sense for them. And you see that in other places. Some are more connected than others. So I'm guessing this is when we really see it as part of our brand and our brand value that it becomes easier to sustain this over time. Absolutely. Okay. And Walmart's an excellent example for, of that because they do have one of the largest distribution supply chains and they can affect incredible change with very small actions. Yeah. All right. That is good to know, and I am really glad to know that they're seriously behind it. All right. With me today is Jen Dolan. She's with Leadfance, which was formerly a part of Osram Sylvania, and Jen is responsible for environmental sustainability, corporate social responsibility, which include issues like recycling, green gas, greenhouse gas emissions, the reporting around that, the environmental regulatory issues, and some employee engagement initiatives. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about what the research says about why corporate sustainability actually really matters in the first place. And we'll be right back. Oh, 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 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. If you want more information on the articles, books, coaching, and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're sure to find some helpful links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. How is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup, like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Sergio Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back. With me today is Jen Dolan. Jen is with Leadvance, which is formerly with Osram Sylvania, making lighting systems in Simplify It. She's responsible for environmental sustainability, corporate social responsibility, recycling, greenhouse gas emissions reporting, environmental regulations, and employee engagement initiatives. We have just been talking about what corporate sustainability really is about. And it's not about sustaining the business. It is about reducing the environmental footprint, being a good corporate community citizen, worrying about the environment for employees and any ethical issues as well along the way. So there's a lot rolled into that one. So, Jen, I want to talk for a minute about why. So we've just been saying companies that are committed, you see it, you see it in the senior leadership, you see it that they don't just start an initiative, abandon it, and it really becomes a part of their brand, if you will, and related to who they are and what they stand for in the marketplace as a whole. But what are the business benefits? Yeah, there's there's lots of business benefits. Um, I think I said in the earlier segment that each action will be driven by um, a different need and the company's interests. So sustainability as a whole um, affects different companies different ways. But oftentimes, or most times, sustainable, sustainability programs are driven many times by customer demands, many times driven by core values, the interests of the company, interests of the leader of the company, uh, I read this very interesting quote from Cone Communications that does a lot of 
corporate social responsibility surveys. And in 2015, they said, today's global consumers see companies as more than just profit-making entities. They think companies have the responsibility and opportunity to make effective social and environmental change. So if you look at many of the companies that we've been talking about, many companies that people might be thinking about when they think sustainability, a lot of times they're very cognizant of what their consumers want and expect from them. And that also trickles down to what their employees expect and what their employees want from, from their employer. So, for example, when I look at Leadvance, We've got uh, our sustainability program driven by some of these very things. Customer demands. We were talking about Walmart before. In 2006, I had identified the need to look at and report on our greenhouse gas emissions. We're a manufacturer. We are a manufacturer in the United States. We've got several plants that are still producing uh, lighting products. And we had, at the time, a much larger transportation system, et cetera. So I wanted to get a handle on our greenhouse gas emissions, set goals to reduce those, and then take the actions that we could to improve um, our score, our, our numbers. And about two months after I completed the first report, Walmart came out with their sustainability scorecard. And one of the questions was, do you report your emissions? Do you track your emissions? What are they? And we were able to respond immediately with that information, which was helpful for our business. So our customer demands, uh, we had another customer that said, hey, we're a zero waste to landfill um, facility. And when you ship us pallets, you wrap them in Plastic. We can recycle plastic, but we can't recycle that orange color. So we were able to eliminate the color um, and just wrap them in clear, clear stretch wrap, which could then be recycled, and we helped our customer. So little things, big things, oftentimes are driven by customer demands, also driven by the need to really look internally at policies, products, uh, processes, how we make our, our products, how we can improve upon those, those processes as well as reduce our environmental impact of the products. We make lighting. Energy efficiency is a very huge component of that. Reducing the energy consumption, extending the life of a product, that helps our customers. In the meantime, how can we make those products with and a lower environmental footprint. How can we transport those products so that in a, in a better way so that we're reducing our transportation footprint? So we looked internally because we wanted to see how, how we could do better. We had environmental sustainability as a core component, a core pillar of our company. And employee engagement is also another one. Um, you know, a lot of companies really want, as, as we went back to uh, the social change, the social commitment, a lot of companies are in one location, several locations around the country, around the world, and they've been there 
for quite some time or they go there to be part of the community. We've been in many of our facilities over 100 years. We've got, you know, deep roots in these locations. And community involvement is embedded in our employees as well as our corporate culture. So we'll... um, We'll do adopting a highway or, or regional cancer walks. Those are all driven by employees, supported by the company. And sometimes okay. initiatives can be top-down. Many are and should be employee-driven. Okay. So I get the sense that, I mean, I know a number of companies that allow, they will support employees to take action in their own community. community. So if an employee is doing whatever initiative, then the company will sponsor that and support it. But I also know some companies are beginning to allow employees to have a period of time, like, I don't know, a day, once a quarter, or sometimes longer than that, to go and do something that's good for their communities. Are you guys allowing that sort of thing? Have you thought about it? Yep. Actually, we... um we have thought about that. We, um, we're actually developing um, a larger program. As, as I said, we're, you know, as Leadvance, we've kind of had to rebuild our sustainability program. And we're hearing a lot from top-down, bottom-up, the interest in volunteering. And certainly millennials coming into the workplace expect that. Um, they're... Uh, they want to give back locally and actually even uh, globally. And companies are responding to that. In fact, um, I read a, a statistic that from United Healthcare, who does offer volunteerism, I'm not sure how many days a year, but they, they have a very um, formal process. And they said 81% of um, internal company communications channels of employed volunteers who volunteered through their workplace agreed that volunteering together strengthens relationships among colleagues. And there were other statistics I read about, you know, millennials coming into the workplace expect to be able to volunteer because that's just part of who they are and what they want to do. We are working on that. We're, we're looking at um, days of volunteerism and other social programs. Okay. So I'm, I'm very excited about it because I think <laughs> it's, you know, something that, that every company should be doing. Right. I know um, ages ago, so years ago, decades ago, I hate to admit, there was some focus to actually, when you were doing executive education with high potentials or with top executives, to have them spend a bit of time talking to somebody who was leading a nonprofit with the notion that if you think about the engagement and excitement and mission and challenges of leading a nonprofit, it often has a lot of impact back internally in terms of how you lead. And so, it, you know, it feels like that was there a long time ago. But now to hear that employees actually are using some of these volunteer efforts as a way of strengthening the relationships among colleagues, that sounds like a really good win, 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 win all the way around. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because it's, it's different when you volunteer with colleagues than when you just go out you know, and, and clear, clear brush for two hours on your own. Right. So it's right. a nice, yeah. 
it's a great way of getting to know people and building that kind of camaraderie and common experience. And that those are the seeds for building great teams and for building trust. So do you see or do you know about reports that show the impact on employee engagement of corporate sustainability or environmental sustainability? Does it have an impact? Um, an impact internally? Inta- impact on employee engagement, like on engagement surveys. Oh, yes. Um, let me see. Well, again, Cone Communications is a really good resource for, for this type of survey. Um, and they did show that um, a, a company's commitment to sustainability, to engage employee engagement turned into, well, they, they said 79% of the people that they surveyed considered these commitments as a factor when they seek employment. And certainly those types of things are very important to retain employees. People want to feel committed, you know, part of a family. That's what, you know, they, they like certainly the work they're doing, the people they're working with, but they really want to feel like they're making a difference. And if they go to work every day and there's nothing to fulfill that, I think they tend to leave a lot quicker than if they were um, they came to work and there were things that they could get involved in that met their personal needs, you know, their okay. their own fulfillment. Um, that's what we're seeing a lot. Okay. And that's what a lot of the employee engagement programs are are uh, you know are created around. Okay. Um, I certainly, so do you think that there's a difference between the millennials and let's say Gen X or even the baby boomers in their commitment to this, or is it just that it's become a hot topic as we're now doing more and seeing more opportunity? Um, that's an excellent question because I'm now thinking of all the people that I know who are in each of these different categories and I'm certainly in one of them, but I won't. Certainly not a millennial, but I'm not. <laughs> no um, fair. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, I think it's become something that was, let's say, started by the the baby boomers. You know, they they identified the needs. They said, I mean, I mean, I may be generalizing, so I apologize to anybody okay, who's going to disagree with me. But you know, it, it was the hey, we should be doing something. There's a problem here. The Gen Xers said, "There's, yeah, we're seeing a problem. What are we going to do about it? Let's figure out solutions that are local, global, et cetera. And they started the ball rolling. And I think the millennials have come along, and they just expect that these activities are, are taking place because it makes sense in their heads that, you know, they're seeing, they're hearing all of this stuff. The climate change issues, the um, the water quality issues, they're they're hearing about it a lot more, and it's just their expectation that. Um, and I see, I think they're seeing a lot more action, and they certainly have the tools, um, the social media tools in particular, to take some sort of action. And they're just um, it's embedded in in their expectations of moving into the workforce, it being part of their lives. Okay. So I think everyone had a, pl- a part to play, and okay. I like where it's going. I think everybody could do more. Okay. 
Okay. I, let's hope so. I, I'm so. It's something I care a great deal about, as I do, I'm sure, a lot of people around here. So you said earlier that it really helps with retention, that you think it's mm-hmm. important for people to be able to do their own, more of their own personal fulfillment, and this is a part of it. So yeah. you're see, are you seeing numbers that impact a willingness to join a company because of the corporate social responsibility and the willingness to stay? Yes. Um, I read a couple of other reports, Nielsen, which many people know, they said 70% of millennials say a company's commitment to the community and the environment would influ- influence their decision to work there. And Monster Track said that in their survey, 92% of employees want to work for an environmentally responsible organization. So, you know, whether you can look into each of these reports and, you know, pull them together, you're starting to see more and more high-figure numbers that really do demonstrate that uh, people entering the workforce, particularly millennials, I know we're, we're now in the next generation, I think. Um, but Yes, Gen Z. I don't think that that, is that Gen Z? Yeah. I don't think that that has changed. It may even be more ingrained in them. Uh, but the high numbers really show that people aren't there, aren't in the workforce just to do the work. They want it to be part of um, you know, they have their own values. They want to seek employment where the organization has the same values because they want to okay. feel good about what they're doing. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to take a break again, but I just want to repeat what you said there from two different surveys. 70% of millennials say that the corporate sustainability and environmental policy will influence their decision to work for a company. That has big impact on your ability to recruit and therefore retain people. And then another survey, 92% of people report that they want to work for somebody who cares about the corporate sustainability and environmental sustainability. Um, If that doesn't get um, leaders' attention, I don't know what will. So that's pretty powerful. And I also loved your examples earlier about the ways in which it's not just you as a company, but it's the entire ecosystem that you work in, the places that you sell your products, the suppliers that you work with, the transportation systems that you use, and of course your own manufacturing and your own waste reduction and your in consumers use of the product and recycling of the product and so on. So as you start to get that entire system working um, around an issue or several issues, you can see how that might have some big impact. So that's pretty exciting. All right, with me today is Jen Dolan. Jen is with Ledvance, which used to be part of Osram Sylvania, and she is the Manager for Sustainability and Environmental Affairs. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about what it is that an individual leader can do, even if your company doesn't have a big program and isn't committed. So let's take this down to the small level, and we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you want more information on the articles, books, coaching, and seminars we offer, go to our website at www.leadershipforuminc.com. You're sure to find some helpful links, videos, and more to help you create a winning strategy for your organization. Leadership Forum, Inc., helping organizations get it and keep it. 
Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Out of the Comfort Zone. To reach Dr. Wanda Wallace or her guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to wanda.wallace at leadershipforuminc.com. Now, back to Out of the Comfort Zone. Welcome back. With me today is Jen Dolan. She's with Ledvance, formerly Osram Sylvania, and is the manager for sustainability and environmental affairs. We have been talking about all the things that companies are doing in the entire sustainability, community responsibility, employee involvement, volunteerism, and environmental footprint area. Some great examples of ways in which companies are finding that um, – when it is part of their core values and they're genuinely committed to it, it's leading to business results. Business results within the supply chain and within their customers. Business results in terms of the ability to hire and retain employees. And business results in terms of enhancing employee engagement as employees have a chance to do more that is personally fulfilling and a company they can take pride in. So um, we've been talking about at the big corporate level. So Jen, I want to take this down to the individual manager level. Um, So really two questions here. You know, suppose you don't have an awful lot of money to spend as an organization. The budget just isn't there. Are there things you can do? And give us some examples about what those might look like. So that's my first question. Yep. And that's an excellent question because I I think a lot of companies are in that position. Um, You know, we certainly have restarted our program after being carved out from Osram, and a lot of the questions are, you know, what can we do? How can we start? What if the budget isn't there? Um, You know, a lot of companies do have big budgets, but most of them do not. So I would say the first thing to do is really identify what your organization's core sustainability value is or values. Are you focused on environmental issues, social issues, which are more important? Um, How do you want to position your company if you were to create a program? What kind of leader is your organization? And we looked at what we do and who we are. And as Leadvance, we took positions on energy efficiency because we make energy efficient lighting. U.S. production, we are still a manufacturer of lighting in the United States, and that's very important to us. And recycling, we've got okay. uh, products that do need to be recycled and can be recycled. So we start, you know, you start there. And then you have to look at what is really driving 
decisions. If I wanted to create a program, I could come up with a whole lot of of activities and initiatives that would take a lot of my time, but I'm not sure that I could sell them to senior management. You have to really understand what's driving decisions. What is that business case? What are the business benefits? And oftentimes they are, no surprise, driven by cost, internal savings, reducing production costs. Oftentimes they're customer-driven. We were talking about that before. Sometimes they're, um, they're based on PR. They can't only be based on PR, but... Um, environmental sustainability has a whole lot of of um, indices like the Dow Jones Sustainable Index. If it's important to your company to be listed on that index, well, find out what it takes to do that, and that would be a driving factor. Um, you know, I would say that the key, the two key that I see, um, the two key um, uh, areas to focus on, or the, the the decision-making focuses on cost reductions and responding to consumers. So one of the things, you know, if you look at, um, you've identified your company's core values, let's say you're looking at, in our case, maybe U.S. production. Um, That can have a lot of other things that, uh, that come out of that, but what specifically can you then do to show that sustainability supports the business case? Um, if you have no budget, you really do have to start at the bottom. You have to say, what, what actions can I do to support the strategy that I've created? What goals can I set and what actions can I take to meet those goals? Um, we... You know, here are some that are no cost, low cost. To engage employees, you could do an environmental tip of the month, an environmental um, uh, you know quiz, that kind of thing on the internet. You know, use the tools that are inter- that are no cost. You know, unfortunately, that's just just one little blip. That's not really going to get you to to the big strategy, <clears throat> but. If you look around your company, I bet you'd find people who have great ideas and who could come up with lots more ideas than just, oh, let's put something on the Internet. And as we've been talking throughout this segment uh, or throughout the show, people want to work for companies that, that have their same core values. So tap into that. Find out what... Uh, the employees are interested in doing surrounded by or underneath your core sustainability value. Um, okay. Create small teams that will work together. Inter- you can start internally looking at what can we do in our business. Can we set our printers to double-sided, default double-sided printing? That's going to save paper. That's going to save energy. You can uh, require no idling of your delivery vehicles at your loading docks. Reduce transportation-related pollution. No idling in the parking lots. Set up a recycling program for employees internally. You can look at what you're buying and how you could buy things better. If that's something that's um, important to your company, if you know environmental <clears throat> responsibility. Um, 
you know, those are very, very simple things to do. The next step would be to look at going back to those business benefits and the drivers. Look at different parts of the company. And for example, in our case, we've got lots of outside customers. And I'm going to go back to Walmart as an example. Walmart has a very clear, uh, publicly stated interest in helping U.S. manufacturing. Well, we have U.S. manufacturing. So, in fact, one of these wonderful partnerships that was created not specifically for sustainability but ties in um, the sustainability story is that we are making or assembling LED light bulbs in the United States, and Walmart is one of our key partners in that. So that goes back to the sustainability story of energy efficiency, uh, LEDs, reducing transportation. We're no longer bringing them over from China, but making them here in the U.S. And of course, U.S. production and uh, sustaining jobs. So that was a key thing, you know, to look at beyond just the company reaching out to customers who have the same core values. Okay. All right. And then, you know, presumably there's, so you treat Walmart as your customer because you sell your products to them and then they sell that on. And certainly Walmart has been very clear about their position on U.S. jobs and assembly in the U.S. It's very, that's a very good idea. And you can see where if you built kind of join together, some of the small actions would start to make a difference. Now, what is an individual leader? I just run a team or a small business unit, and my senior management isn't yet on board or not committed, or we haven't decided what our core values are. Do you have any tips for what a lead, an individual leader could do? Yes. Again, you have to look at um, going back to the, the decision drivers. Sustainability cannot sustain on its own. It has to be included in the bigger picture because you can do lots of different things, but once it gets embraced, you can do a whole lot more. Look at things that are low risk, but provide high benefits, starting small, as I said before, engaging employees. If you start small and you create some momentum, then you're going to see some success and you're going to work uh, then you can work on your your larger larger strategy, and you know one of the examples I, I always like to go back to is back in the eighties. I think um, if you look at you know people were were buying tuna fish, and there was a problem with dolphins getting caught in the tuna nets. So you go to the grocery store and you look at the brands of tuna, and they're all the same price. They all look pretty much the same. And one of them or two of them have Dolphin Safe logo right on the package. So we always say, you know, all things considered, all things being equal, the tie goes to the dolphin. And they were able to increase um, sales of tuna that was Dolphin Safe. That made people feel good. It was not an added cost. It wasn't an added time think it wasn't anything other than 
I have two options. I can do something good for the environment, good for society. I'm going to take that action and do something good. That's the kind of approach that I think needs to be taken by many companies, that if you're looking at the way that your business operates and you can do something or your company, you can show that your company is doing something without added costs or without added work or, you know, major effort, that's going to benefit everyone. And you're likely going to get more um, attention and hopefully, you know, more opportunity because you've shown some small successes. Right. Uh, it's, um, it gets me quite excited about this one because you start to realize that some small actions here add up to quite a big impact at the end of the day. So I just want to go back to some things that you said, that you said where companies can start, and it strikes me that leaders can start there as well. I can imagine some sort of community effort becomes a great team-building activity. It's not an additional cost. Certainly, you can start recycling within your small area in some capacity. I would hope that there's a way of getting that done. Um, I like the idea of defaulting to double-sided printing or, better yet, trying to get people to go paperless as much as possible. All of those are things that you can encourage as an individual leader right around you. And as you said earlier, just asking your employees immediately who work for you what matters to them and what they'd like to be involved in and what ideas they have with zero budget um, could be done. And you probably come up with all sorts of things. I mean, you know, if you think about the buying that any individual company does or group does, there must be some opportunities for ensuring that the things that you were buying are also supporting some of the agendas you have. Absolutely. Um, and, in fact, we, we did that on a company-wide scale. We looked at all of our facilities, and we identified two people in each, comp- each, each facility who could come together with great ideas, and we shared best practices. There was absolutely no budget. Each of the facilities shared one topic that they had been working on where they saw some success, and it was an opportunity once a month for everyone else to ask questions, identify how they could take the same steps. In a year, we found a half a million dollars in savings, and that was just from monthly conference calls. Wow. Okay. I love it. Monthly conference calls, two people each facility, share best practices, people start adopting, talking about it, think about it. That's fabulous. All right. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, we're at the end of the show. So with me today is Jennifer Dolan. Jennifer's with Ledvance. She's the manager of sustainability and corporate affairs and used to be, um, was 10 years at the U.S., Environmental Protection Association in Washington, D.C. Jen, thanks. I think what excites me about this is the realization of how many small pieces can be done that start to add up to a really big story. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. All right. It's with it's with pleasure. Next week, we'll be talking with Todd Davis about the best practices in building great relationships at work. So join us then. Thank you for joining us for Out of the Comfort Zone. Tune in again for another edition with Dr. Wanda Wallace next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Reach outside your comfort zone this week.